Welcome to Is Made is a Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with someone who is very fragile like a bubble. Josh Hemo. It's true. That's why I walk around with like a big actual like bubble suit, bubble wrap and everything. Yeah. You don't want to see him when he pops. Nah. It's crazy. It's pretty awful. <laughs> Anyways, this is our podcast where we watch a SpongeBob episode and discuss little life lessons that we can learn from our spongy yellow friend and all of his aquatic friends and his one mammal friend, Sandy. Sandy. Happy 2021. really like Sandy. Happy 2021, everyone. Oh, yeah, 2021. Ooh. Wow. I can't believe it's already 2021. <laughs> Where did this year go? It was so painfully slow, it, I know. but also too quick. Crazy fast. It'll be 2022 before we know it. Oh, please don't tell me that. <laughs> every, every single moment I get closer and closer to 30 years old, it makes me uncomfortable. It screams inside. <laughs> All right. Um, something's screaming inside of me right now, and it's me wanting to share these donation links with you. Wow. <laughs> Go ahead and scream it from the top of the mountain. What is your donation link? I'm going to donate. Uh, so I have for this week uh, a mutual aid fund called Uptown Wagon. It's a mutual aid group in New York City that helps um, people without homes get clothing and other necessities that they need. Pretty easy. What do you have? I have uh, Tucson Food Share, which is a mutual aid fund. Uh, basically, the goal is just to bring uh, food to those in need and other supplies and stuff like that. Um, so if you're looking to help out, um, those are listeners in Arizona. If you're looking to help out with your community, this is a pretty good one to donate to. So there's a Venmo, PayPal, other things like that. But we'll just probably send you the link to the website, which has all that. At. So go ahead and check it out. Awesome. That sounds like a really good... Uh set of mutual aid funds this this uh this time around for those of you who don't know mutual aid funds are like more grassroots and they i think i like them a little better because it feels like your money kind more of direct right yeah. yeah exactly yeah uh so this episode we're watching season five episode 12 atlantis square pantis act one and basically the act for the whole episode it's a single part of this week um, Atlantis Square Pantis. So we are joined, as with every other special episode, uh, with Patchy. It's on his way home to Encino. Uh, he realizes it's not there because it's lost, and it reminds him of another time something was lost. So basically, we join SpongeBob and Patrick, who are blowing bubbles and trying to capture all of SpongeBob's beautiful bubble art. And they kind of hint to something that happens later in the episode where they're like, hey, I want to see the world's oldest bubble because all bubbles have to pop. And sure enough, they blow a big bubble and end up finding the half of the amulet of Atlantis, which, uh, well, the Atlantean amulet. And they kind of like uh, take it to the museum. They put it together. It turns out it creates a van that goes straight to Atlantis. And they spend the rest of the episode in Atlantis getting to see all the arts, the science, and all the cool stuff. But more importantly, to SpongeBob and Patrick, the world's oldest bubble. Ooh. Obviously, shenanigans ensue. So to start us off, Josh, I want to ask you, do you think Atlantis is real? Oh. You know, I wouldn't put it past it that it would be real. That's why I feel about like most like urban legends and stuff like that, like dragons, unicorns, all that stuff. I was like, they probably were real at some point in time, right? 
mm-hmm. just like Atlant- i'm sure atlantis like existed it was probably a civilization that because of some sort of eco crisis did get swallowed up or something like that yeah i'm kind of in the same boat for me like the one big conspiracy theory that like i probably give the most kind of leeway to is that aliens had some type of influence on like early modern life yeah because of all like the different representations across different cultures when you start thinking about it all like cuckoo brand you start oh like i don't know the last last time you said that you found that tiktok which was pretty like convincing that (laughs) it was i know it's like i said conspiracy theories have that like weird kind of convincing vibe to them yeah so uh I'm kind of the same thing with Atlantis that I think it was a real place. And then just over time, because we don't really, because humans are fallible that we kind of just talked it up more than it was. Um, that one small thing where like, Oh, that city just disappeared. Turned into something a lot Bob's bigger. It was, just like, like, it was swallowed by the ocean. Yeah. It was just like a tiny Island with just like a couple huts on it <laughs> that slowly over time, the legend just grew and grew to this. Like, it was like, this is marvelous city that the ocean took over. Yeah, really, or like a, a, tiny a ghost island. town situation yeah. where they're just like, everyone left because it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> the farmland was horrible and like was before, everyone was ugly. And before no they can make it into a tourist around. trap. <laughs> exactly. All right. So again, another weird insertion of like patchy in this episode. Usually yeah. he adds a little bit more flavor to this episode, but he was just like so weird. I feel like. This and this one. I don't know if we said it. I probably said it in the past, but I feel like this one has been the weakest patchy mm-hmm. storyline to me. Just because yeah. nothing really happens. He's stuck in traffic, and he just kind of throws a fit, and then he just like cries in the desert for the rest of the episode, basically. Yeah, and he has like a whole like hallucination. Yeah, we could talk about the hallucination, <laughs> but that yeah. that was the only like crazy part of his story. The rest of it was just kind of like just there. He didn't really have any kind of agency, which he normally does in these specials. I did like his little boat mobile and I'm a huge fan of like the really like green screen background and very obviously like prop car. Yeah. I I like it when they do it in like music videos where it's like a a very obviously like either a projection is my favorite very old school or a green screen where it's like this is obviously fake. Yeah. (laughs) And his little uh, patchy cell phone ringtone thing. It was really nice. His little phone was kind of cute. It had a little skull. It's like that emo phone. Yeah, the little yeah, maybe Patchy uh, Patchy secretly emo. I wouldn't put him past him. Pirate pirate and emo are a fine line. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Like a she a sea shanty could easily turn into an emo anthem. I bet you there's a band. There's an emo band that does sea shanties, but emo. Uh there's that one. It's like uh, I'd say the closest would probably be like Dropkick Murphys. Oh yeah, I guess ska is kind of a fine line between that two. Yeah. I don't know. But, <laughs> this but is our music ringtone. podcast. <laughs> yeah, it, this is a, what is that song, Exploder? Yeah. It's, a, it's a knockoff. Um, no, the ringtone actually really reminded me of when I was making the intro for the podcast. Because mm-hmm. I had that one, like, the little whistle on loop. Yeah. And I remember I had to look very hard to find that. And I could have just stolen it from this episode. Man, if only. I could have gone <laughs> all the way to this episode and just sampled it without having to, like, painstakingly try to some cut shovel. it yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so we joined spongebob and patrick kind of having more bubble shenanigans in jellyfish fields it's always good to and, see these bubble shenanigans though i like i yeah. like how talented 
like especially with this episode like we've seen in the past but like he had Mm -hmm. the bubbles all animated he had one that looked like him that talked like him i was like that's pretty cool yeah i like it's been a while yeah it never ceases to amaze me when spongebob like pulls out a different little design and like the creators get even more creative on how good he is with blowing bubbles yeah i just um i found like a bubble tiktok where a guy kind of does stuff like that and i'm like there's a world where those two can happen <laughs> like with binging with babish where he like creates foods from from stuff tv uh, shows yeah yeah i i want to see someone who does bubbles like spongebob does where he can make like a giraffe <laughs> or or an elephant it's gonna happen one day you know they probably could though you remember those like 90s toys where they were like it was basically like goop in a tube but you blew bubbles out of him so you can make yeah, like the plastic bubbles yeah or whatever. the toxic as like that would taste it awful yeah you could probably make the same stuff out of that you sculpt it i don't think you're supposed to eat that josh it's you did but even if you didn't eat it like just you could smell it and like the taste was on the straw that you blew him with it was awful those things were the, awful the fumes were incredibly strong i would not be surprised <laughs> if those like created like some type of ransacked of like <laughs> neurological problems there's a whole part of my brain that's just gone because of it <laughs> i can't remember the fourth grade because <laughs> of it um i do like how he brings up the very nature of a bu- uh, like of a bubble is fragile yeah um it led me to um my first small lesson of the episode um which is that you got to be careful that some things are just intrinsically fragile yeah and i think a lot of times we uh we think people are tougher than they are um and sometimes you got to be a little bit nicer to some some people so that was my first small lesson that's very sweet look at you coming up with some sweet lessons <laughs> so many songs within yeah no cuz i was going to bring it up like that moment is the first song we get in this and there's so many songs in this episode which is kind of crazy it's a whole little musical episode in itself but i, I kind of yeah. like this song the whole bubble yeah, it's very like poetic. With, yeah, like, the sun setting every day, and every little bubble ever blown some must someday pop, and it's like I don't know. It it's very well done, and honestly, all the songs are very well done. And the yeah. fact that everyone kind of gets like their own little solo feels nice. Get their own little song, and like it's also kind of cool because each of the songs have like their each kind of like animation style to them too, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. I think the only exceptions are like the first and last song are basically this like same SpongeBob animation style, but everything else like I loved Mr. Krabs one with the whole money yeah. uh, theme they had going on. That was really cool. That little like bookend is so nice too. Like just like normal and then all the other like exper- more like experimental stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it also, for me, it feels like a nice way for the animators to show off like what they can do outside of the SpongeBob, like, design flow yeah aesthetic well um, and it makes me curious i wonder i didn't really look it up but i wonder if these were some of they had some guest artists on this one to do some of the art for it i mean that would make a lot of sense there was like a lot of very interesting like again choices made yeah like with mr Krabs being all papery and like all the other kind of and i know like the james bond s yeah like, with aesthetic of like plankton and stuff. the the 8-bit one was sandy and that was also yeah. really fun too I know other cartoons have done that. Like Adventure Time, every season, I think they have like at least one episode that it's like a different animator comes in and does something for them. Yeah. 
Um, in that bubble song though, I really do like how Patrick at the very end like says all day he gets a real low. He gets note. yeah, he gets it right there. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. But talking about it's... Patrick, he just like had that crazy white boy energy where he just like breaks the camera because it wasn't working. I was just like, I hate that. And that was a, one of my first little lessons of the episode is like, don't take your anger out on like inanimate objects and like you fi- find a way to channel your anger properly because we've talked about it in the past with people like punching yeah. walls and shit, but i thought like this one was very clear with patrick like i wasn't expecting it for him to like literally stomp on this camera uh speaking of the camera i i do want to point out that i think it looks really really cool i like the little clam as like the photo bulb holder yeah um my cousin has a lot of like older cameras and he has like some where they take like the old flash bulbs I thought it looked nice. I just, I really enjoyed that little, like, design, I guess. Um, another moment I really enjoyed is when they find the coin, and it's just, like, Antis, and then <laughs> they're, uh, Patrick's like, it's your birthright. Yeah, I love the whole, like, thought process that um, Patrick goes th- through. Like, I wasn't expecting it from him, but he was just like, you know, Pantis, it's it's your long-lost ancestors. It's like, square Pantis, it has to be yours. Like, I wasn't expecting Patrick to come up with something, like, kind of clever like that. This is also the first time we see, I think, the Bikini Bottom, like, museum. Yeah. That's like, what... another, like, little building. Um, It was nice. Yeah, they got a lot of cool stuff in there. It's kind of cool to see that, like, everyone was hanging out in there. And that was my favorite part of this episode, actually, was the fact that we had, like, the entire gang in one episode. Because we haven't had that in a long time. And, where they, yeah. and also where they had, like, played decent roles it wasn't just like sandy popping in for a second to say something you know yeah and then like say something texasy and then walk out yeah exactly <laughs> no especially um it, it kind of felt a little bit natural like sandy would be there because of science and of course spongebob and patrick are there to deliver the half of the atlantean amulet and then squidward i i'm so glad that squidward practices his painting yeah. by copying other painters in <laughs> a museum setting i can't that's a thing. Yeah, like I it's yeah. a thing in terms of like I see so many like sketch people, like people who draw in like museums. Oh. But I've never seen someone like actually I think it would be interesting to I, see someone I pull have, up a easel. I've seen it in when I went to the Smithsonian Museum of Art in uh mm-hmm. Washington DC. There's a lot of people who do that. Who have like a whole easel and paint set and a painting like famous paintings and stuff like that. I, that was the first time I've seen something like that. I was like, this is kind of cool that people are able to like, the museum lets you just like practice and copy stuff like that. So it was cool that they don't they, take up, it doesn't take up floor space. I mean, it, it does, but like it's the museum's there because they're free. I think it's a lot less people were like here trying to get, walk around the MoMA is insanity. So yeah, it's a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. They say the MoMA is a lot nicer because now everything's by appointment. Oh, okay. Which is sucks. Cause it's a little bit like, you know, not as accessible. Yeah. But I think it's nice because when you do go to any of these like museums in New York on like free days when they have them, it's just it's hard to enjoy anything because you're you're just packed just in like packed sardines. With so many people, yeah. exactly. Um, but it was cool. I liked it, and even Mr. Krabs being there, though his whole like trying to scam people on their free Tuesday. Speaking of like free days and stuff, he's like trying to scam yeah. people to get <laughs> their money and stuff. Um, let's talk about these Atlantis creations. So apparently, according to uh, this museum, Atlantis has created art, the shell phone, light bulbs, wealth, false teeth, weaponry, soup, and underpants. And of course, the the world's oldest living bubble. Um, of those, any any favorites? 
Underpants, for sure. 100%. Maybe soup. <laughs> no, I was just... The underpants one just made me laugh so hard because I'm like, all these things are pretty serious. Even when it got to soup, I'm like, okay, that's kind of funny, you know, whatever. But I can see soup being a big thing. But it got to underpants, it's like, okay. <laughs> for me, the one that sticks out the most is the false teeth. Yeah. Nothing else feels, like, super weird. Like, the soup, I'm like... The soup and the underpants, they kind of make sense. But the false teeth just feels so... <laughs> left field yeah like it's like for me it's like underpants is like the first tier of going like off the rails soup is the next tier and then false teeth's like where did we go i want to be in the and room it, knowing how they came up with that list yeah and it happens first which i think is interesting like as he like walks from left to right but weaponry was so serious for this episode yeah. i wasn't expecting such a darker like undertone yeah no i agree it was kind of it was kind of odd at first, um, but actually, when we get into Atlantis, when like uh, our the new character Lord Royal Highness, uh, it kind of explains it. it's like, well, we kind of put away all our need for like weapons and stuff like that, so we can interact more civilly with other civilizations and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, it makes sense, but it was still odd to be like all these weapons are just like here, and then Plankton like main part of this episode was just him trying to get these weapons. Yeah, and, like, use them in a very violent way. Well, then they resort to violence at the end, too. This, like, civilized culture, like, immediately turns on them <laughs> as soon as something yeah. goes wrong. So let's talk about this van. So you the van that gets them there. Hot rod van. The hot rod van. Um, it, Apparently it rubs feet, runs on song. I wish, I think it's like kind of funny that they pushed it all the way to the gas station and it made the point of like, oh, we don't run on fossil yeah. fuels. <laughs> when they could have said like very early on, like we're out of fuel, we run on song. Just ask. Yeah. <laughs> I do like how the writers put that in just to like as like a you to like, yes, we are, we are way past fossil fuels. We run on just pure lyricism. And it also kind of makes sense because, you know, you brought up uh, Lord Royal Highness. Apparently David Bowie voices that. I didn't even know. I'm not, I wasn't a huge like Bowie fan, so I probably just didn't recognize the voice, but it was very interesting that a van that runs on song goes to like this like weird space place. It's very, very Bowie-esque. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I kind of like the idea of a song running or a car running on song though. I mean, I'm always like, <laughs> even when there's people not in the, people in the car, I'm still singing in the car, so be a yeah, lot. Yeah, and. I wonder if you could play music and do like perpetual, oh, perpetual energy. Like, could you like start singing and then put it on the CD? Yeah, and just let it go. Or does it have to be like generated by you? Yeah, that would be really though. For like, whenever sometimes I know when I'm driving, I had to like turn down the music. Yeah, so that we can think a little you bit. Focus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, so I need to turn down so I can see better. <laughs> um. So it's it's nice to have. Like if I feel like it would be like an issue possibly to, to drive around with the volume off or down, and then all of a sudden you just run out of fucking energy. <laughs> just going. I did like the song that they sing to fuel the the van though, because it kind of like gives you a little bit of insight in each of the characters. Like we already know what everyone wants, but I like how they go into like they each of them have like a little theme. So like Mr. Krabs is money. SpongeBob onto the bubble, planted all about weapons. Sandy had science, and we I want to get, touch on Sandy in a bit, mm -hmm. and then Squidward with the art, and then Patrick, literally nothing, just screaming Patrick, which is very Patrick esque. I like that. 
Yeah, and it kind of helps too because it fits with like the lore earlier where he just doesn't know how to write music. Exactly. <laughs> so he's just like, I'm Patrick, I'm Patrick. <laughs> and it, like, I don't know. I feel like he always gets the end of the stick of talents. 100%. Um, but I wanted to touch on Sandy's because I thought hers was interesting because she t- mentions being able to split between um, being smart and pretty. And then she does split herself. So I'm wondering, like, in this universe, is Sandy supposed to be, like, not attractive? I don't know. I think she's super hot. I don't get it. That's your furry side of you talking. <laughs> All sides of me are the furry side. <laughs> it was just kind of strange that the animators, like, put that in there, that she's, like, has to split herself. And there was, like, a separate version of her that did look very different than what she normally looks like. The eyes, the hair, like, the face structure was different. Yeah, I'm wondering if this is like a like a metaphor situation, or if it's like, something like in her about, own head, maybe. Or no, or like something, yeah, like something like that, or something like that was how she was created. Like she oh. was a squirrel that was split from like a, a hot squirrel and a smart squirrel. Oh I man, guess. I like that. I like that. <laughs> There's a second. That's why bit. she's like so smart. Yeah. I, <laughs> I did like the invention she talked about in the song, though. A melons with edible rhymes. I would like that. I mean, that. technically, those exist. I mean, you can eat a watermelon rind. Are you, are you, do you eat watermelon rind? You can pickle it. I've never oh, had it, but I know okay. you can pickle a watermelon rind and you can eat it that way. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'm suspicious. Eat it raw I'm too. suspicious about that. For me, it's like uh, when people say, oh, like you can eat, like technically you can eat the orange peel. Like that. I guess. You know? I guess, I, yeah. Like a lot of things are edible, but it doesn't mean they taste you good. You choose to eat it. Yeah. Bubble break time. Woo-hoo. Um, all right. So, Omar, imagine it is two thousand years in the future. Archaeologists Ooh. are digging way beneath the sand. And they come across the lost civilization, which is us. What do you think <laughs> would be one of the most important things in your head for us to leave behind, do you think? Or what is it that you hope that people would find that would be a good symbolism of what we represent as a society now? A positive thing or a negative thing? I think you could. Let's do one positive, one negative. I think uh, all the negative things they're going to find, it's going to be uh, all the all the fuels we've decided, like fossil fuels, but like plastic, I think will be the thing that they look at and they're like, ooh. Oh. Uh. These, these people are using plants. <laughs> how 2000 of them how yeah, <laughs> yeah i think they're gonna uh, yeah they're gonna i think they're gonna find something like that like plastic or guns or something that's like really like makes them uncomfortable like, yeah um just like when we find like guillotines and like whatever medieval torture devices oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. or even worse like old 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 like sex toys <laughs> They were doing this. They, did. they had the rock for this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I think positive. I think if it's possible, I don't know if this will be. Uh, that's actually like a thing that's a lot of historians freak out about is the digital nature of all the stuff that we use. Oh, yeah. Um, like, I think it'd be cool if they found like our meme culture. Oh, I think it'd be hilarious. Yeah. I think our art and our, I think it's probably why. I went into like the arts. I think art, and I say that with the big quotations around it because it's so subjective. Yeah, is what makes us interesting. Yeah, like just all like the weird creative that we can do and skills that we have. Um, whether you consider like carpentry art or like more traditionally like painting things like that. 
I think it, it would be fun for them to find like our weird like TikTok, YouTube, Vine, meme culture where it just doesn't make any sense without any context. Exactly, yeah. And then when they find that, it'll be. I would love I for them to find vines, just like a whole like flash drive they plug in and it's just a whole bunch of saved vines. They're like, what are these? <laughs> I sure hope it does. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand this, the context. Is this human? Look okay, at all these chickens. They... What? Those aren't chickens. Why is she saying this? <laughs> she... <Yeah. laughs> what were they and no one them? knows it's a joke. It's just like this poor child's uh, <laughs> an idiot. Yeah. That's a good thing to to think about, like how you put it with the arts and stuff, because I feel like when we do do a lot of like history, we look back at history and stuff. A lot of times when we look back at culture, a lot of times like we look back at the arts and stuff they had. A lot of what we know from Rome and like ancient like civilizations like that is like their paintings and like some of the plays and stuff they would put on. Like a lot of theater is based on those ancient practices from those lost like older civilizations and stuff. Yeah, and I like I like to think it's kind of funny how like Shakespeare in the back in the day was like meant for the everyday man. Yeah, it's like the sitcom. It was like their sitcom back then. Yeah, like that's why it's like got fart jokes and like sex and like stupid shenanigan farce stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah. like cross dressing and things like that. That like a lot of people back in the day would just like think like so low brow humor or whatever. Yeah, and then we like have a whole fucking schools dedicated to it because we think it's so like genius <laughs> right so i just i would like people to look back at our cultures and be like oh like okay and and today each of you are going to pick one video from the uh late 2000 uh, the early 2000s and uh i want you to recreate it in your art study <laughs> and then it's just a kid going Look at all those chickens. Yeah, it's a whole presentation on vines. Yeah. <laughs> or it's that. like a TikTok with like, they're like, and humans would use these TikToks for, they would pick this one song, uh, this one song and they would use it and they would just dance to it. These... So I will, I will show you these dances and they just do all these different dances. There'll be entire schools dedicated to TikTok dances. The ancient yeah, art of TikTok dance. It'll be like, <laughs> dee, dee, dee. And this dee, is dee, the dee, whoa. Dee, 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 dee. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Uh, let me think. So a good thing I think would be, I think it'd be cool now that we have the, like, like you talked about like digital stuff and hopefully in the future that digital stuff will outlast us. But I like the idea that ancient civilization or future civilizations will be able to hear the music that we hear in the same exact way that we hear it. Because like the only way that we understand ancient music nowadays is like finding sheet music and stuff like that but that's not really like how it sounded right instruments were made differently Mm -hmm. back then like places didn't have the same acoustics so we don't really know how it sounded to them so i think like musically it would be it's cool to have now we have actual permanent copies of stuff that will outlast us yeah and even like early like like phonographs or whatever aren't super like they were made of wax Yeah. yeah yeah So it's like they couldn't they couldn't completely reproduce things where I feel like even in the digital world and analog world, like there's interpretation in how we record things. Yeah. Like I think a lot of people forget that like so many artists and it makes more sense now with digital stuff, but like even like old analog, like if you're taking the Beatles or whatever, like they recorded it a certain way and they did it a certain way because they wanted a certain tone. Yeah. But it's not exactly how it sounds in the room or it sounds played live exactly yeah exactly 
So I think it'd be it's cool to know that that aspect of things will hopefully be something they find. I don't know because like a music, I think, is a big thing. Uh, talking about how cultures are and stuff like that, you know. So mm-hmm. um, I think one bad thing that I hope they find is our like our structures of government. I hope by then they have much better structures of government, and they look back and are like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they're so dumb that they had like this crappy capitalistic system." where like a fake democracy that doesn't work and stuff like that you know i think it will be even one step further i was like i can't believe they're so dumb they had government yeah yeah something (laughs) hopefully something like that because that's honestly i think that's like they realize like because there's in a lot of cases like governments have hold us back from progressing further and what we need you know just because we focus so much on you know war and because of governments and stuff like that that maybe they'll be in the future they'll be like i can't believe they had these antiquated systems that's why they (laughs) <laughs> didn't progress further than just having Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw a TikTok and it kind of made things another little conspiracy theory that kind of like opened up. Yeah, but I don't know. It's it's super accurate, but like I don't know how much to give into it. But she, this woman was talking about dinosaurs. Yeah, that we assume that dinosaurs were dumb, but what if like dinosaurs were so smart that they had created like a biodegradable like uh like books or something like that you know some type of uh education that they had but because it's biodegradable they kind of it just destroyed it fell apart or whatever yeah oh what was there like her argument for that or was it just an idea it was just like rantings she's just like you think about it like dinosaurs were huge they had probably had big brains too like like we're just assuming like we and she brought up the I think she brought up the fact that like we don't even really know what dinosaurs look like. Yeah, that's true. Which like, is based on the when ske- we have skeletons, I guess. But yeah, because they there's like funny studies saying like, well, now we know that like dinosaurs are probably closer looking to birds. Yeah. Based on their shape. But people are like, oh, yeah, we got some normal skeletons and then we gave them to people who usually do skeletons for like dinosaurs and had them interpret them. And then, of course, they come up with these weird and ghoulish looking creatures. And it's like the a dog skeleton or like uh like a chicken. Yeah. And they make it look all like crazy because yeah. they just assume that that's what it looks like. So, so I don't know. What you're saying I, is I like it. So you're saying that dinosaurs were the original lizard people is what you're saying. Yeah. That's like kind of what she was getting at. And I was like, that's really interesting. I like the idea of like really smart dinosaurs and they just like couldn't stop this natural disaster that happened. Cause they that could be the same thing for us. Yeah, right? that's like, true. So, like, say there's a natural disaster that's going to happen in hopefully the far future where we don't have to worry about it, uh, but our grandchildren's 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 will. (laughs) And, like, it just fucking obliterates all our technology. And by then, our technology is, like, bio paper or some just So, like, it just incinerates. And then people just find our fucking skeletons of what's left over. And, like, maybe, like, some random cars and random tech. And then they're just like, oh, these people were fucking idiots. Yeah. Cause they they found like a <laughs> like a, a like a laptop from like 2002, you know, and they're like, wow, these people were really dumb. Like they weren't even that smart, and it actually turns out we were way smarter. And it was just, just that that's what just lasted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was just a Nokia phone that survived the blast. All right, you ready to dive back into this? Oh yeah. All right, so I wanted to ask you, you have you ever seen uh, the Yellow Submarine? by the Beatles, like the actual movie? I actually haven't. You haven't? Uh, I want you to look up what the blue meanies from that movie look like. 
The blue what? Blue meanies. M E like the meanie mean mean ease. <laughs> it's a weird word. Oh yeah. Tell me that that is not exactly what these aliens are. Oh, hundred percent. That's what I I'm think saying. <laughs> they, they definitely it's an homage. I felt like <laughs> even including like David Bowie and all that stuff and all this. And there is that whole there's a whole picture when the these alien races come to Atlantis and there's like the weird flying elephants and everything like that. The whole psychedelic yeah. thing is like, all right, these are like a weird homage to like that kind of era stuff like that. Because I I wouldn't have known anything about Blue Meanies if I didn't grow up with like parents who listened to the Beatles or anything like that. Yeah, I think this probably this episode is probably full of references that like fly past my brain. Yeah. Uh, just because I didn't grow up like. My parents are a little on the younger side, yeah. so I didn't really grow up with like uh, Beatles or like sixties, seventies, uh, like psychedelic. They even had like an eighties reference, where, like the Frampton comes alive eight track. That's like a yeah. dude from the eighties. I was like, I, I had to look that up. I was like, I know who the f- this is. Yeah, I, one reference that like didn't miss me was the Willy Wonka reference, yeah. where he like trips and goes down all the <laughs> stairs. I also got really hardcore like a uh, Frankenfurter vibe. Oh yeah, like, from Rocky Horror. And I don't know if like I don't know if it's like the the gender binary kind of situation being like kind of played with there yeah. or or what, but I was like, this is it's just a weird character design. I, I definitely yeah, he was just a kind of weird the aliens were just so weird, like with their brain and everything, and like it is weird that they're being introduced to us now when we've been introduced and talked about Atlantis in the past, I guess, with Neptune yeah. and all of them. Like as mermaid people, right? We had a whole movie that's it's just mermaid people, right? Well, now we have these like aliens. I'm like, this is such a weird, like, going back to like retcon and something that doesn't need to be retcon. I didn't understand it. I think that was probably like my biggest complaint about this episode was it does feel like they just pulled, they just kind of trashed their lore. Like, yeah. I was thinking like, for some, I don't know why I'd never seen Atlantis Square Pantis, but I was thinking like, oh, it's gonna be like a bunch of mermaids, yeah, or something like that. Or and the streets are gonna be all like again gilded with gold and diamonds or whatever. And I was thinking it's gonna be a little bit less like this acid weird, trippy. yeah, acid trip is <laughs> like aliens who come from space who like dominate and now live under the sea with all this advanced technology. It was kind of it, it was very strange. Like even in the episode, they refer to Neptune like or like what was it Neptune rising or something like that. In that painting. So I'm like, yeah. the lore exists there, but they just completely went off the rail with this like weird blue <laughs> alien dude. So you brought up that when they brought like the bubble and that like mural that they show yeah. with that elephant, like Cyclops, like with wings. Yeah. The first thing that went into my mind, which I thought was funny, and you might appreciate, was the tandem war, the like oh, uh, yeah, psychic the... tandem war elephant. Yeah, from Adventure, Adventure Time. Time. Yeah, that was the first thing. Like as soon as I saw, it, I was like. Huh, I wonder if Adventure Time took from that. <laughs> kind of like stole this design <laughs> from that. Maybe. I don't know. It was That'd so cool. weird. It's so weird, like between the mix of like adult themes and like the innocent of a child like children's show. Yeah. This felt like more like an episode for like adults. The adult animators. Well, yeah, I think so too. And I think I think you touched on it a lot by equating it to like the Willy Wonka part of it, right? Like mm-hmm. this whole episode felt like a weird mixture between Willy Wonka and like yeah, you know, like we were saying the eight like sixty seventy stuff because as, as we go on like each of the characters just get like these things that they're like falling for like Mr. Krabs gets all this treasure and he sings a song about it like mm-hmm. Sandy gets the uh, the science and then Squidward gets the art and Plankton gets the um 
weapons and the stuff weapons. like that. Yeah. So it's just like we're going through this whole fact, kind of like a factory, right? Or this whole city yeah. and getting to see each of these things. It's just like it, the vibe from this whole episode just felt like uh, or all over the place, I guess, because of that. Something that made me really uncomfortable was the weapons. Yeah. Um, I kind of mentioned it in the the first half, but I just think what really makes me uncomfortable about it is the weapons look too much like real weapons. Like real world, yeah. Yeah, they're like nukes and missiles and fucking like tanks. Like it felt too real. And I I think that's where they kind of lost me. Yeah. It it like I don't want to see that kind of stuff in my children's content. Like I'm not expecting like I want some weird zany cartoony like alien. If you're gonna give us weapons. if you're gonna give us aliens with like these psychic tandem fucking elephants flying through the sky, like give me some crazy weapons and stuff, right? Yeah, I don't like this weird like Nazi ish like propaganda. Oh, that's like that's exactly what I wrote down for Squidward's song. Like it felt like pro- Nazi propaganda to me. Like when I've seen like posters and stuff like that, like with the block coloring and the animation or the design and stuff, that's what it felt like to me. I was like, this is kind of a weird what they're equating this to. I, I was just very uncomfortable with it. Yeah, and then, like, you know, the kicker, the weird kicker at the end is, like, Plankton gets all geared up to, like, murder these people. And it's, like, very, again, not cartoony. It's, like, I'm going to shoot you with the tank. And then it shoots out ice cream. So it makes me wonder, like, did they retrofit all their things to shoot out ice cream? Did Plankton hit the wrong button? It is. Are these people vulnerable to ice cream? Is that how they fought wars? <laughs> why would you why would you stop a war? Like why would you stop making weapons if they only shoot ice cream? Yeah. Like so much Maybe what ice, like, ice cream was it maybe it just felt like an abrupt end. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It it's felt weird to like this whole build up throughout this episode is like this war that Plankton's gonna start. And then they just end it with like, Oh yeah, just shoots ice cream. Now get on the ship or get on the bus and leave. Bye. It was yeah. just kinda it was kind of just odd. Um and I guess the only way that I could justify all of the weirdness in my head is that maybe this is patchy going back to like the core of the episode patchy right when he ends up in the desert he does start hallucinating and that's when he starts like maybe that's why this is so weird maybe that's why these are like aliens with their technology really isn't that advanced to be fair like you said the weapons are stuff that we have nowadays and even the art is all stuff that we've have like all the different art styles or stuff that we've had throughout the past right so the aliens really didn't bring anything new so to me maybe it's just like patchy is going through some winter hallucination while telling this story and that's the <laughs> stuff that he understands it's like this is stuff from his head you know i like it it makes it feel a little bit more real and it keeps the lore a little bit more alive because <laughs> he does have that weird like hallucination that they show spongebob and like spongebob like, live a action little person SpongeBob. like a <laughs> Like a little person in a costume. Yeah, it was really strange. I don't know. And he goes to Encino. Patrick was fucking bonkers in this one. Yeah, and then he goes into Encino and does that the weird Encino song where he's just like walking around the park and playing guitar and jumping up and down and like that. Yeah, and he's like he ends up licking the guitar in the end. He's like playing it with his tongue, out of, which again feels a little adult. Right. <laughs> out of all the weirdness in the episode, that was my least favorite part. Was that whole Encino? part with that flash or that like weird hallucination because i'm like what is this why are you why are they just having tom kenny just like jump around like yeah act like an idiot and they always do that like adr and it's always pretty bad like the lips don't really sync up to it yeah. and i don't know i just feel like he was so forced 
like his character patchy was so forced into this episode yeah like they could have just started and ended the episode without any of the patchy stuff and you would be perfectly content or just I think. use reuse the same theme if this was like him trying to get home to get to a to see the new episode just reuse the same idea that you've had back when like what was it season two or three with the lost episode right why yeah. do you have to go through this like weird three minute hallucination where i was just like i'm completely uninterested about this you know so let's break down uh these songs a little bit mm. um that everyone gets um one thing that i really liked and you and i mentioned is mr krabs's money whole situation yeah that it's like all like dollar bill like I really enjoyed that one, but the thing I, the thing I enjoyed the most was when he dies from all the wealth, <laughs> and then they bring him back to life again. Really, really weird. Really, really adult. But then he just comes back to life, and he just instantly dies. Yeah. I. But then, like, we go right into like Sandy's, which is just like this whole eight-bit video game idea, basically. Wreck-It Ralph before Wreck-It Ralph existed, I think. Yeah, and it's got the Street Fighter like aesthetic yeah, to it. It's really yeah. cool. I really like that. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I wonder if they ever made uh like well, they like video Nicktoon game version games on that. I could see that easily becoming like a Nicktoon game. Yeah. If they don't if, do they still make Nicktoon games? I don't know. Do you remember do would you would you do that? Would you go like on Nicktoon and like Disney.com or Disneychannel.com and like play those video games and stuff? Yeah, except I had dial up so it the flash would player it work that way. Well? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Flash. <laughs> Rip. RIP Flash yeah. died in 2021. almost every major <laughs> thing just says you flash. I know. And I was telling you the other day, I have no idea what Flash does outside of like flash games yeah that was it like i only knew of flash because of Newgrounds, and that was about it so yeah. that and that and then these, these old get me those own games that were like on cartoon network and stuff i think i spent more time on cartoon network.com playing their games those were good games but oh, yeah i could shout definitely out. It. shout out <laughs> but the heyday of uh <laughs> online gaming. video gaming um but back to like the songs and then we get like again plankton's weird war propaganda song which again yeah. felt me like multiple war propaganda posters i've seen in history just like that was all that this was and i didn't i didn't like it Mm-mm. and then uh squidward's song which i actually did enjoy just all the like him going through different pieces of art and becoming those pieces of art i was like that's actually kind of cool i like the uh, concept of that yeah and he like actually if you know a little bit about our history which i should know because of you know my bfa but i don't retain because i'm <laughs> it's been a years. bad student um like he does like make a little wordplay on like dadaism and surrealism surreal like was my favorite that would be if yeah. i had a, writ, a rap name surreal that'd be surreal. <laughs> yeah. or you just go on stage and you melt exactly okay let's talk about the main conflict throughout this whole thing this whole thing you know it's like plankton in the background trying to get weapons or whatever but the real like thing the nitty-gritty of this one is why are these aliens so protective of this ancient bubble like, what value does it have to them, really? Because they, like, kind of offhand explain it. Like, oh, you, our, um, like, it was the thing that we did before we escaped our home world. Yeah. Why? Why did they escape their home world? Why did they bring the bubble with them? And why did they bring such military might? Did they, were they fighting for their home world? I'm wondering, Again, I'm wondering if and this it, gets re-talked about in the future. Like, they, they, they come back to this to kind of address that. Because that's a lot of good questions. Like, what? Does any of this what 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 happened? Like I want to know, and like more importantly, 
Like, yes, the bubble is super important to them, but why is it so easily for them to re- replace it with plankton? Like, yeah. what symbolism does plankton represent to them that's like, oh, this is this is better than the bubble. I'm going to keep this, like, talking spec. Yeah. I don't understand. There was just so many things I wish they had. I just wish they had explained the bubble. Like, even something as silly as, like, oh, well, bubbles are the reason. Like, some sciencey thing for the bubble like yeah. bubbles are the reason we have technology well, especially like when you talked about like they're leaving their home world right so mm-hmm. they had like i would understand the bubble being something important under the sea like we all know we watched spongebob we know it's important to him but why is this bubble for them on this ancient planet <laughs> so important it's just like we never get that this and then delicate also if it's air so important <laughs> if it's so important why is there a guard yeah <laughs> and why doesn't have that? What? Why isn't your priority developing uh, some type of technology that keeps this bubble to sustain safe? it? <laughs> why is a flash uh, so dangerous to it? Yeah, what is in that camera? That's what I want to know. What kind of super tech camera did Patrick have that he is able to do that? Just straight like radiation wave just shoots out and. But I, I did give Patrick credit. He does take that selfie with the camera, and it comes out pretty good. Selfies with those cameras weren't easy to take. Oh no, they were super difficult. Yeah, and like it was like a weird hybrid, like Polaroid camera too, yeah. which it doesn't look like one. But again, we need to get some of that technology. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what uh, small lesson did you get? Did you get any in this the second? You know, for, guess, for as, as packed as this episode was, I didn't get as many small lessons as I thought. I got a lot of talking points because a lot of stuff happens, but a lot there wasn't mm-hmm. super like meaningful stuff, I suppose. But I did get a couple, and so we're talking about like the bubble and like them not like taking pictures and stuff with it. I was like, so be careful with other people's possessions, especially if you can't like trust yourself around them, like just eliminate yourself mm-hmm. from the uh, situation. Like SpongeBob and Patrick, after they almost popped the bubble, were like, okay, maybe we should leave. And I think that kind of awareness is good. So if you know yourself to like, I can't be trusted around someone else's like fine China or like even like their kids <laughs> or their dogs or stuff like that. If you know that you can't be trusted around that stuff, just don't put yourself in a situation where you're going to be, with that kind of stuff because it's i think more detrimental for that person or to like for that person to lose something because they trusted a friend with it you know yeah i also put the on the opposite uh spectrum is if you have something that's a prized possession figure out how to take care <laughs> to of get it better yeah <laughs> uh, i also got uh hands-on training is like so much better than school and we've talked about i it was about pe- to say that you got the same thing yeah okay because yeah. squidward does that too he's just like you know out of the four years of community college i learned more here than i did there and i was like that's that's great because we've talked about it in the past you know i've i've learned so much on the job than i ever did in like a classroom setting and i then most mm-hmm. of the stuff i did learn in a classroom setting i didn't retain as much so yeah, I feel like you retain the practical stuff. Right. Anyways. And you realize what is actually useful in those, like, in practical situations and stuff, you know? That's good. We got nice, uh, small little, uh, little lessons. But little I'm glad nuggets. you brought up the four years of community college because I do like that uh, Squidward's little painting had canned bread in it. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't, like, a circle can. It was more of, like, a spam can. Mm-hmm. I, and, like, the squid that was in there is, like, different than all the other, like, Squidward's we've seen him kind of draw on his self reflection he was developing more he's actually developing yeah. his art it's good yeah, like you said it was good to see so um for me like one small lesson that i guess that kind of goes throughout the episode was just like the things that we kind of value as society is kind of kind of look at that um but yeah it was just nice to see like them each each person kind of values something different yeah yeah and um, like, what's important also like 
reflecting that on yourself and understanding like, all right, well, I have these things important to me. How do I include those in my life and stuff like that? You know, I think each of these characters, even though they came to Atlantis looking for these things, they each like had it. in. it's like very much like a Wizard of Oz situation, which is another movie reference that that was thrown into this to this whole episode where each, they each had this inside them the entire time. Right. So, yeah. Um, um go ahead so at the very end uh, they have like this crazy fight scene <laughs> yeah sandy's such uh, a bad in this fight yeah. scene though i love it but I, my favorite part is how she utilizes each of the characters you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my i think my i'm i have a favorite like tie whether between uh mr Krabs where she grabs his feet and like he's like a chopper like claws yeah. Or Squidward, where she just like sucks up all the ball, like the I guess glass balls they're shooting at her, and <laughs> just, just like shoots shotguns. Back. Yeah, yeah. Squidward is definitely my favorite. I love the idea that I just like the whole idea of like you're always so used to like a party system in games and like D and D and stuff, where like each character has something to offer, but it's like they have to do it. Where it's just one character utilizing the other characters with their <laughs> strengths and stuff. I was like, I really like that idea. It's so cool. I like it because it reminds me of like the vines and like the TikToks that have like where they grab a dog and they're like, yeah, and they like pretend like they're uh, like a gun. I do that sometimes with Pepino, and I think it's hilarious where I just like grab her because she's long and I'm like, and I just like doing that. So this is what it reminded me of. So I thought it was really funny. Time for the Wombo lesson. Wombo lesson. Maybe this will be something that they come up with in 2000 years that they uh they dig up is our Wombo lessons. Oh, I'm so sorry because mine's gonna be a little bit uh. Oh, don't put yourself. But I guess it would be fitting. <laughs> yeah, it would be fitting that if they dug up this particular like audio source somehow. Yeah, and they like spent all this time decrypting it, whatever, <laughs> and they only got our Wumbo lesson at the end of our SpongeBob podcast. Hopefully, this helps them out. So I say SpongeBob podcast, so they know that this is from a SpongeBob podcast. So that figure out what SpongeBob it. was. <laughs> I just said it like four times, so we'll we'll be good there. Um. But my big lesson is everything has an ending. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which is a little bit depressing. So if you're listening to this uh, in the future, <laughs> maybe this podcast has ended. Maybe uh, the whole world has ended. Who knows? But everything has an ending. So it's fitting. Yeah. Er- everything has an ending. For me, yeah. uh, what makes a lot of sense for the episode is like each person went into Atlantis like expecting a certain thing and got it. And at the very end, they kind of had to give it up yeah. to like get back to normal life. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of times in our lives, where, again, we just have to appreciate the moment that we're in. And then sometimes we can prolong like something being finished or done. But even good things have to come to an end. And even uh, I, if you look at that, the Atlanteans, right? Atlanteans? Yeah, I think that's... Atlantis people. <laughs> uh, they, even their bubble... Their bubble was around for, I think they said, like, what, a million years? Yeah. And it, it eventually came to an end, and all it took was SpongeBob and Patrick. And they kind of, like, I think they could have, for an advanced civilization, processed it better. Exactly. Because they didn't really protect it, but I think they could have been like, hey, you know what? It's okay. Like, it made it this far. We've documented it's it. And actually, move. no one gave a about it because it was just chilling in our in like a tourist spot yeah. that no one came and visited. Right, exactly. It's time to move on, trying to find something new, you know? And again, like you said, if they really cared about it, they would have done more to protect it or prolong it like we talked about, but they didn't, so. Yeah. So what'd you get for your one? I think lesson? mine kind of goes hand in hand with yours where you're talking about like how they each like had to give something up when they were trying to go back to normal and stuff like that. 
Um, so my Wumbo lesson was uh, instead of like longing for home, like when people are like, oh, I really wish I was going home and stuff like that, you know, find stuff that you can bring home with you from like trips and mm -hmm. stuff like that, like lessons and stuff like that. So I think for each of them, like even though they were longing for Atlantis and they had to go back home, what they could bring back from Atlantis was like all the stuff they learned. Like Sandy invented all these cool things and was able to like know that she was able to maybe cure the common cold in the future, you know? Squidward, yeah. we saw Squidward's art get so much better even after like he went to college and stuff like that. And you know, maybe Mr. Krabs got more richer. Who knows? Like there's all these cool things that they got because of the trip and they can, instead of looking at it as like, like you're saying like an ending thing, they can take these home and make stuff better. And I think a lot of yeah. times we forget like when we're on trips and vacations or like big life experiences that, you know, when it's coming to an end, we're like, Oh, I guess I go back home and go back to my normal life. Like, no, I think the better way to look at it is like, I should take my experiences or the stuff I've learned here on these things, or even like vacations, like take the time that I've been able to relax and whatever, take that home and let it be, my, make myself better because of it, you know? Side note, I think Squidward got the best out of everything. Oh, he 100% like, did. I don't yeah. think Mr. Krabs really got a lot of money on the way back. Nah. Um, at least it didn't seem like it from his demeanor. But uh, Squidward, that knowledge is right in his brain. Can't, can't put a price on that. Not even four years of college, can't for a price on yet. So <laughs> that's good. No, I, I like the, uh, again, this episode, we talk about a lot of bad episodes, but I think this episode especially was pretty, uh, pretty fucking whack. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can imagine like someone getting really, really high off of like acid and just, or shrooms and just watching yeah. this and then being really, really confused. No, it's going on. Yep. <laughs> Well, hopefully you guys didn't get too confused and made it all the way to the end of this episode. And thank you so much for listening. Um, if you want to send us anything, like some suggestions, some comments, some derogatory remarks, you can do so on ismazepodcast.com or you can email us at ismazepodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and be sure to share with all your friends and enemies. So, Josh, uh, I was really inspired by this week's episode, uh -huh. so I decided I'm going to practice my bubble blowing. Oh, okay. You haven't done that in a while. And yeah, it's it's been a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, dog parent, you know, have a lot of responsibilities. Twenty twenty was a tough year for bubble blowing. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. So uh I'm gonna go ahead and uh blow my bubble. Okay. Whoa. Dude, you made that bubble look exactly like Pepino. Nice. How'd you do that? It's all in the lips, baby. Oh, do you mind do you mind if I take a picture before it disappears? Yeah, go for it. All right. Yeah, go for Ready? it. Ready? Pose. One, two, three.